Hey, whether you enjoy listening to Breaking Down Collapse or Building Up Resilience, I think you'll also really enjoy our bonus content on Patreon. Yeah, Kellen and I take 20 minutes each week to talk about the news that's happening all around us and Collapse as it plays out. We like to have a little fun with it, but also make sure that you're aware of what's going on in the world of Collapse. We look forward to having you join us there. The link to join us on Patreon is in the episode description. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So, Kellen, we've spent three episodes now kind of setting the groundwork for the podcast, what it's going to be, why it's important, um, some of the principles for what we're going to talk about. Today's episode is going to be us actually going through the framework. Um, and again, we've talked about this in length, at length, but the framework is basically um, what we can go back to every time we have to make a decision around resilience. Does it, where does it fit in the, in the framework? Um, does it fit with one of the principles? It's just a guiding um, mechanism, right, to help us make the right choices along the way. And with that said, we're not going to um, spend a ton of time going into great detail of each part of the framework today, because the next several episodes are going to be us breaking down each part of the framework one by one. Um, but today we're just going to give kind of an overall summary of what it is. Yeah, and I'm really excited for us to be at this point, because to me, this is like the heart of it. This is what it's all about. And I, I'm really excited about the framework itself. Because I, th I think it allows somebody to take into consideration all of the things that they need to consider to be able to make a plan for themselves, to get prepared, to become resilient. And I think it, it could apply. It's, it's broad enough that it could apply to like anybody on the planet. But it also allows for enough factors to be inserted uh, that it, it can be very tailored to exactly what somebody wants and, and what their situation uh, lends to. And so, anyways, just, just really excited to finally be at this point where we can dive into it. I know a lot of people don't necessarily learn like this. This is the main way they like to learn, right? Um, some people just like to be thrown in to the mix and have to do a bunch of research and, and gather it all themselves. 
Um, the idea behind this came from, you know, my learning style, which is I love structure. I love if you can tell me step one and then step two and step three, right? And so that's what we've attempted to do here is give anybody steps to go through to say, how can we go from having no idea what resilience is and how to accomplish it to have a structured plan? And then once we've got a plan, we can dive in and know what to do, where to put our, priori our priorities, you know, how to prioritize our time, um, if it's money, resources, whatever it is, so that we're not just... Um, wasting those things, going blindly, um, grabbing at whatever information we can find. Yeah. And I, I think about our previous podcast and you did such a good job at like creating a structure to be able to teach the ideas of collapse. And so I'm really grateful for that. And especially because as I was learning about that, I wanted to become more resilient. But as I went and tried to start doing that, I didn't get very far because it was just so overwhelming. There's just so much out there. And so I think Having a framework like this, a structure, a mechanism, like you said, that kind of paves the path for somebody like me is going to be really helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's dive in. Let's just start talking about it. So there are sort of seven pieces to this um, framework. The first one is called, and, and it's hard to say that there's like a title for it, right? But the idea is that you establish a desired outcome. So the idea is to set yourself a goal, figure out what you actually want. Because there's no way to achieve something, right, if you don't know what it is you're trying to achieve. Now, this might seem kind of dumb to people, like, like of course, like, I want, to, I want to achieve this. It's obvious. But I think it's not obvious to everybody. And I think everybody wants to achieve something different. Yeah, and this is where I see oftentimes uh, content out there about preparation is very prescriptive. And it, it skips this step. And so... And I was looking at like, how can I become more resilient? And I was just looking at like the physical preparedness side of it. All these programs said like, you need to start with a year and a half of this, this, and that, or you need to like be in this kind of a situation and it would try to choose for me and try to be super prescriptive. Um, but some of those things I didn't align with. And so I love that with this, you might be somebody that like, if you're convinced things are going to get worse in the future generally, maybe you like your desired outcome is just like live it up now, enjoy things while you can. Um, maybe your desired outcome is different than that. Maybe you you just want to be able to like protect your family if like something really big and serious happens. Or maybe you're somebody who almost no matter what happens, maybe even if, if it's not something like a, a catastrophe, but you just lose your job, you want to make sure that you've got a huge buffer so that, you know, almost nothing bad can happen. So there's a whole spectrum of how resilient people want to be and what their desired outcome is. And so I love that this, uh, you know, and we'll get into it more in future episodes, but this allows somebody to actually determine what it is they're trying to accomplish yeah exactly um it's not just about everyone having some set goal and we all have the same goal right like you said maybe a lot of podcasts or other uh, resources assume what that goal is we're not assuming that you have to dig into yourself and say what do i actually want as a quick example um, i have spoken with several family members i'll go more into this story when we actually do the episode on this next week um, 
but who who basically said like in a situation where everything gets really bad i don't know that i want to survive if there's a civil war for example i don't want to be in that i have no desire to try and like be a part of the apocalypse right and and obviously there's different views of what what the future is going to hold but you have to know yourself enough to know what is it that i actually want a lot of the prepper podcasts we we hear about or talk about it's like the desire is to live as long as possible, no matter what it takes. Even if you're the last person on the planet, you're going to push through and survive. Well, I'm guessing most people don't want that, to live alone, right? So anyway, again, we'll dive deeper into it. But the idea is figure out what you want to achieve. Um, that will guide how you're going to learn and what you're going to learn about. And it seems so basic. Like, it seems so silly that, of course, you would want to know that. Of course, you've got to start with that. But I think it oftentimes it's skipped and if you don't know that then what's the point in all the rest of it like figure out what your target is what your desired outcome is that will allow you to then consider all the other things perfect so then the next one uh, we've called consider the pillars so kellen we have uh, talked about in the past we kind of made this reference to an analogy of becoming resilient is like building a house right um we talked about how the foundation of that house are the principles that we spoke about last week Everything that we do should be based on what those principles are. We've talked about how if you're just going to go out and start learning random skills, right? Um, it's like putting bricks up without having any sort of structural frame to, to place them against. Um, it's like grabbing some mortar bricks, slapping them together, and hoping that you have structure at the end of it. It doesn't really work that way. It's not a great way to build, uh, to build a structure. So uh, in this case... We've got our foundation, right? We now have uh, kind of our blueprint. We know what we want to achieve at the end. The second step now is going to be to what we do, we call consider the pillars, which is basically in, in our uh, building analogy, it's going to be putting up the load bearing walls, right? These are the structural pieces that are foundational to understanding and becoming resilient. So uh, just to list those off here, you have the three most important, which are food, water, and shelter, right? Those are necessary for life. But beyond that, you have physical health, mental health, security, relationships, finances, um, hygiene and, and sanitization, community, energy, communication, and specialization. Those 13 items, they may not include every single thing, but I do think that most things that you'll learn about and apply in resilience and in preparation come from one of those main categories. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And and so one way to think of it is that these are the main like bullet points and that there are lots of sub bullet points between or beneath each of these. Thousands. Yeah. Yeah. So there's so many things that we can dive into in the future with these. But I think you're right. If we've got these main pillars. Like you've, you've got to have that. And I love thinking of it that way. Those things that are so essential, um, that's going to map very well to what your desired outcome is. Like you said, the blueprint, then you know what those load bearing walls should look like and where they should be instead of just going and learning like 10 ways to be able to eat a pine cone or something. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to go through um, each one of these. We'll have their own episode after we've gone through each uh, each step of the framework in their own episodes. So we do have it all kind of structured out. We'll go through each of the ones I just mentioned, why they're important. And uh, 
we'll get to the next steps here in just a second that will explain this, but how we're going to prioritize each of those. Because obviously you're not going to necessarily prioritize, say, um, personal hygiene in the same way that you would prioritize uh, food, right, or water. And so um, a lot of that's going to depend on your personal situation, which is why the third step here is called consider the variables. Right. So once you know your desired outcome, you, you're considering uh, all of the pillars, then there are these variables that it's basically your situation, right? So things like how much time do you have uh, to be able to dedicate towards resilience? How much money and other resources do you have? Um, things like, like your location, right? It's going to be very different for somebody living uh, like in one country than another. Uh, you know, what, what's your general situation? Are you in an urban or a rural area, right? All these different variables about your particular uh, case, your, your particular scenario, um, that all has to be factored in with each of those pillars in order to really make a plan of action. Yeah, there's an infinite number of combinations and possibilities for a situation that someone finds themselves in. And that's why you can't, there's not just one size fits all for resilience to say this is the right way to do it. And not everyone can do that, right? Um, you would have to have a million sub podcasts in each and every possible niche, right? To really be able to fit each person. It doesn't work like that. So instead, each person has to look within themselves and say, what is my situation? What are all the variables that play into how I'm going to prepare for collapse? And this actually breaks out into two parts. One is the variables that change how you'll prepare for collapse and the variables that will change what you're going to prepare for, right? So how much uh, money or time you have might change how you prepare for collapse. If you've got a ton of money and no time, well, you can pay people to do things for you, right? You can pay to have whatever, the garden put in and the solar energy and all these different things that you can do. Um, if you have lots of time and no money, well, suddenly we're looking at a, a DIY aspect to it, right? A lot of learning, a lot of energy we're going to put into the situation. Okay, but what if you have a lot of time, no money, um, but you don't have a lot of energy to put into it because you're disabled? Well, suddenly that changes everything and we have to look into what that means, right? You brought up a great example and idea that, um, you know, your your location is one really important factor. You can, you can figure, um, if I am a member of the LGBTQ community, I'm African-American, I'm disabled and I live in the deep south in the United States, I'm going to have a very different path to resilience, right, than um, an affluent white male in urban New York City. So the idea here is that we'll touch on different parts of the, the pillars, right, um, that will be important for each of those, but we can't do that for you. You have to, within the framework, figure out what are these variables for me and how do I apply them to what I'm learning? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. 
Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Yeah, and we've had listeners reach out to us and explain the situation that they're in. At one point, I don't know if you remember this, Corey, but we got an email um, from a lady who said that she was... She she said she's in her 60s. Um, she's not too concerned uh, about herself, really, because she feels like things will probably be fine for the rest of her life. But she wants to set up her posterity um, in a good situation. She's got a, a couple of kids. They live close by. She's got a few acres of land. So she started to paint the picture of like both what it is that she wants, her desired outcome, in combination with what her situation is, her location and her age and all of these things, um, that will allow her to then determine, okay, here's how I'm going to to build this house. And and, and so I love that it, it it can be tailored to every single situation and it has to be in order for it to actually be effective resilience. Absolutely. I think that's really well said. So um, again, we'll get more into that in its own episode, but moving on from there, after um, considering the variables, then you have to consider your risks. And the fancy term for that is threat modeling, right? So the ability to be able to take a look at what risks are involved in your variables, um, that can be, you know, geographic. So what's going on in my area? What natural disasters am I prone to? How is climate change going to affect me, right? What is the political scene here? And then all of the personal risks that come from your own variables, right? Um, do I have any medical conditions that are going to affect me? Um, my ability to get medicine, that's really important to my life. So many, so many variables that fit into that that are considered risks. And then we have to figure out what are those threats and we do what's called threat modeling. And we're not going to go into any depth on that here. It'll have its own episode, but um, it'll be really important to knowing what it is we're preparing for and how we should prepare. Yeah, you brought up the example of like, what if... What if you are a member of the LGBT community and I think you said you're, you're black, you're disabled and you're living in, in the deep South of the United States. Like when it comes to something like if you, if you're determining risks and what threats uh, you anticipate, and let's say one of those is like civil disruption um, to the point you could, it, it might be as extreme as civil war, or it might just be, uh, you know, marches in the streets or something like that. Um, because in that situation of your minority status, you might be at more risk than somebody else. And you have to be able to consider that. Um, if you live like in California, then you've got to be thinking about wildfires. Whereas somebody in Florida probably doesn't need to think about wildfires, but they do need to think about hurricanes and floods. And that's just within the United States. Um, obviously all those different variables that come into play will determine what kind of risks are largest in your life and what's most likely to come your way that you need to be prepared for. Well said. So from there, once you have that, you can create a plan of action, right? You can take your variables and your threats 
to prioritize those pillars and what parts within those pillars you need to focus on. And with that, we can come up with a, a plan of action. So um, again, just to summarize where we're at, we've established our desired outcomes, right? We've considered those important pillars. We've discovered our variables, the threats, and made some and done some threat modeling. And now we're making a plan of action based on all of that, which is basically just going to help us to understand and prioritize what steps do we take from here? What are we going to spend our time or our money learning about and applying? And now we know where to start. We're not wasting our time on uh, silly things that, that aren't as important, right? Um, and this is going to help us get from A to B as efficiently as possible. Yeah, it's very systematic, right? It's, it's like an equation. I don't know exactly what that would look like, right? But it's basically your desired outcome plus pillars plus the variables divided by the risks right that equals that's going to that's going to be able to help you formulate that plan of action and the plan of action is what really matters right because because you can talk about theory all day um, but it's when you're actually doing things to become resilient that that's going to make the difference so that plan of action will then lead to the sixth step which is gaining like knowledge skills and assets so another way to say that is that the plan of action gives you the priorities. Now you have to actually go and do it. Right. This this step is the one that takes your entire life, right? The idea of the framework is just to, to get your mind in the right place, to prioritize and know what you're going to do. And so you have a solid footing from which to start. But step six and seven really are the ones that take the rest of forever that we never finish. Um, it's the entire journey of becoming resilient, which is applying what it is you've prioritized. And really, that's what um, the entirety of the podcast is going to be about, right? After we go through all this framework and through the pillars and everything, we're going to be like spending our time figuring out and, and getting into the details about all these different pieces um, and putting them together. We're going to start with the most uh, generally important, right? Um, most probably widely important. And then we'll begin to narrow down and go deeper and deeper as we move along. Yeah. And I know I keep expressing how excited I am about the framework. But one example of this was that I, um, you know, I, I, as I was trying to get into preparedness and resilience, um, I started doing research and I would go down these rabbit holes and I didn't always know whether it was relevant or not. So one example of that was like how to dig a well. And I found that there are just so many resources out there for like how to go about digging well and then you know, extracting the water and being able to purify that water. Uh, but based on my situation where I live and like the land I own, I'm that might not be relevant for me at all. And I think the framework allows you to sift through the noise. So when we talk about step six, gaining knowledge and skills and assets, I'm not going to be wasting my time on things that don't matter. I, I can navigate all of that and really focus on the skills that will benefit me for my plan, get the assets that will benefit me for my plan, right? And so uh, I think it's just a really effective way of prioritizing. Number seven is, to me, the most important. I mean, they're all important, right? But number seven is finding a way to make it about more than just yourself. Applying everything that you're learning, applying everything in the framework, to more than just you, because it is about more than just you, right? This is the whole 
community aspect to resilience, which to me is, uh, and we talked about this in our principles last week, um, it's an inescapable necessity to becoming resilient is learning how to rely on others, learning how to trust others, learning how to give to others. Um, the whole idea of mutual aid and relying on other people within resilience, it, it is a must have. It's a skill that um, not everybody has, right? And it's a skill that we can all improve. So community, talking about um, different community types, the types of communities that already exist within the framework of resilience, um, you know, talking about what optimal communities might look like, experiences of, of existing communities, different theories. Um, we're going to talk about all of that. Again, the way that you do community will depend on your variables. It'll depend on what you want. It'll depend on where you live. There's so many things that it will depend on. Um, so there's, again, no one size fits all solution. But we want to cover many different aspects of community and how you can start to build community right from where you are. Yeah, and a number of our listeners have reached out and have, have told us that they are part of like an official community where they've maybe gone off grid and they've established like this whole uh, society around being prepared. And that's awesome. Like that's fantastic if that aligns with your goals and your variables. Um, but you might be somebody in just a very like average situation you might live in the suburbs and and work a normal job and you still want to be able to work with people around you and build a network and build that community um so like you said it's going to look different for everybody some of that comes back to like your desired outcome step number one there might be somebody out there who says i don't i don't care about anybody else like all i want is to be prepared personally and I'm fine with like a bunker and a bunch of guns and a bunch of supplies. And, and like, if that's what you want, that's totally fine. Cause that's, that's your desired outcome. But this is probably not the podcast for you. Right. If that's the case, because we're going to focus a lot on community. And we personally believe that you're not truly resilient unless you've, you've built, you know, outside from the center of that target. Yeah. Take that desired outcome somewhere else, will you? <laughs> <laughs> No, I, totally. I, not everybody, this podcast isn't going to be for everybody, right? And I think if you've made it through four episodes by now, and you've listened to us talk through this and, and this framework, and if you're just like rolling your eyes in the back of your head and you're like, this is so stupid and, and that's totally fine, right? Your desired outcome is probably different and your learning style is probably different than the way that we are going to learn together and teach, right? So if that's the case, no hard feelings there probably is a podcast for you out there or a website or blog or whatever. Um, go find it. Um, we don't want to force anyone to be here, but we do believe in what we're doing and we believe that it will um, be a great way to find yourself becoming more and more resilient. Um, that's the framework. Again, it is really kind of simple and intuitive, right? You might hear that and go like, like there's nothing groundbreaking in that. And the idea wasn't to be groundbreaking. The idea was to make sense. The idea was to have a step by step. How do we figure out what we want? How do we make sure we can get it? And um, how do we get our mind in a place to begin? Right. And I think uh, I'm convinced that anybody, like I'm excited to go through it for myself. I know you're going to be going through it as well. We built the framework. We've done some of this personally, but we've 
we each have a long ways to go to become more resilient. And so we're going to be like taking everyone with us along the way on that journey. But I'm convinced that the, this framework is sound enough uh, that it, it will allow anybody to be methodical and get to a point of resilience that they are personally satisfied with. Yep. And we hope to provide some resources in the future based off of this framework for people to um, be able to figure out, you know, get some aids in figuring out based on their variables, based on their situation, where should they be prioritizing, right? For now, we're going to give um, our opinion and our guides on our guidelines, I guess, on some of those areas and, and some of those variables. We'll go into variables pretty deep um, so that people who are in those situations might have a guide. Um, but we hope to actually provide in the future some more solid resources um, to to aid in that. Yeah, now, now that we've given the high level of the framework, now is when we get to really start digging in. So our next episode, this next week, we're going to be talking about that step number one, coming up with your desired outcome and hopefully giving enough guidance and direction that anybody listening can complete step number one. Right? And then we'll move on step by step through the framework and I think it's going to help us all become more resilient. Absolutely. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.